On that land shall darkness prevail and light expire. A prospective Keyblade Master should know this. The gazing eye sees the fate of the world. The future is already well, I bet made. you there's a lucky emblem here. Welcome to Gotta Memorized, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 4 comes out. You might even figure out what's going on, maybe. I'm Wheels, and I'm joined as always by Joe. How's it going, Joe? Uh, it's going pretty good. Uh, I've been thinking uh, up to this episode, episode uh, I've been thinking up to this episode what funny thing I could say, and I'm torn uh-huh. between making a riff on uh, you've never, it seems like you've never been loved before. Uh, and the fact that <laughs> Axel pulls ice cream out of his pockets, and I, and so my brain is just uh-huh. kind of swirling around and spinning out. It seems like you've never had pocket ice cream before, and I don't know <laughs> if that's anything. It's especially not if you're just experiencing the story <laughs> of the game through this podcast, because this is one of those no one knows episodes. Those things yet. This, this is one of those episodes that's good on a re-listen. You yeah, know, you know like, when you go back and listen to the recap podcast again because the jokes are good. Yeah, it's like a sort of a puzzle box. <laughs> like you watch it the first time, you're trying to figure out who the killer is. And then, <laughs> and then that's a real know, thing. That's a real changes. question posed in uh-huh. uh, the Kingdom Hearts universe. So I suppose, like, is it the pocket ice cream? What do you mean? What do I mean? What do you mean that's a, that who the, who, oh, you mean the Strelitzia? I mean Strelitzia. Remember okay. Unchained? <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> I thought you liked it. Actually, it wasn't just that one it's, week. It's fine. I did like it, but it's funnier if I said I'd rather not. Sure. Um, Comedy. Let's see. Negativity's funny, right? It's true. Uh, where <laughs> were we? We finished the world, and then we were done. I yeah, think. we finished Twilight Town, but there's a cutscene, um... Before we get to our our first world of of that is new, I don't have the notes up. You should get them. I'm I'm, I'm working on it. So in this uh, scene that comes right after Twilight Town, Kyrie, uh, we hear Kyrie's voice, uh, and she's narrating. Uh, the, what we see at first is just uh, some idyllic scenery, and we just hear her voice, uh, and she says. I'm sorry I left without saying goodbye. Did Master Yensid tell you? I'm training to become a Keyblade wielder like you. That's right. No more waiting for you to come back from your adventures. I want to get out there and do my part to help. Too bad the writers don't! <laughs> yeah, I was like, ah, I'm angry about this. I'm, this, is one, this is one of those games that's worse the second time through. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Merlin is, uh, she continues, Merlin has used his magic to take us to a place where time doesn't matter. The Kingdom Hearts long- franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Half-Life 3 is here. <laughs> it's bad. Um, they release detox. <laughs> we can take as long as we need to complete our training. He's an amazing wizard. Oh, and by us, I mean me and Lee. He's really sorry for all the trouble he caused. Mm-hmm. And that's the only 
fine, whatever. We well, don't need to get into it. We can talk about his characterization in this game because I think there's something to it. But whether or not sure. it's enough is up to you at home. She continues, I told him it's fine, but he won't stop apologizing. I'll admit, I was a little scared of him at first, but I've gotten to know him better. All he ever wanted was to help his friend. Honestly, it's hard not to like him. Every now and then, I catch him staring at me. When I ask what's wrong, he says, I'm not sure. I think I'm forgetting something. Don't know what. Sora, I think it, I think it may have something to do with you. Your journey is all about helping people. Some that you've never met before, and some like Lee that you have. They're all counting on you. It won't be easy, but I hope you'll remain the happy and cheerful Sora I know. There's no heart your smile can't reach. She tears the page out of the notebook and fucking throws it away. That's a really long entry for for Death Note. Yeah. <laughs> That's a long-ass name. Yeah. <laughs> no, she, yeah, she's writing, like, a letter to Sora, and uh, Lee walks up, and Kyrie says, what's wrong? Oh, yeah, Lee is here. And uh, he says, huh? Nothing. Sorry. What does Lee. he sound like? I'm only, I, only, I only know how to say things when he's like over Got the top. Memorized. Yeah, like over the top asshole, which is most um. of the time. But he's, you know, he's like super awkward around Kyrie. So uh, after Kyrie says his name, he goes, what? I am. A letter referencing uh, the notebook she's writing in. Uh, she says, yep. And he says, to Sora? Mm, technically, yes, but I won't send it. It's more for me. And she balls it up and eats it. Uh, <laughs> Lee says, ask Merlin. To consume its power. <laughs> ask Merlin. He'll deliver it for you. Yeah, but it's okay. I just like talking to Sora, even if it's on paper. Because we never get put in the same scenes together. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Lee says, oh, okay. Oh, here. And he pulls out two sea salt <laughs> ice creams from his fucking organization cloak. Which you, you can't, they don't even like visibly have pockets. <laughs> imagine, he's like, imagine you walk up to someone in an alley and they're in a black trench coat and they're like, hey kid, want to buy some? And then hey. they open up. <laughs> you you kids want to buy some sea salt ice cream? Just dripping down the inside <laughs> of the coat. Please buy these. It's ruining my coat as we speak. I've been out here for 30 minutes. I have a much luck. I thought these would go quick. They are salty and sweet. I can't promise that. <laughs> uh, so uh, Kyrie says, ice cream, really? What if because time doesn't matter, they don't melt? <laughs> you could make that argument, but then you would also wonder... <laughs> How does she write anything? How do they say anything? How look, do they move? Look, the time axis is fickle. Uh-huh. It Lee. only cares about ice cream. Uh-huh. It applies like me when I'm sad. <laughs> it, it applies when it needs to and never any other time. Uh-huh. Lee says, yeah, I asked Merlin to pick these up. You know, we did both summon Keyblades. Gotta celebrate. You're sweet, Lee. Nah. Kyrie's too nice. <laughs> uh, and then he's kind of like staring off. Uh, he's like looking in her direction, but you can tell he's like kind of looking through her like he's staring off in the distance. And she says, what? He says, uh, nothing, just. You're trying to remember what you forgot. Well, I, uh, yeah. Yeah. So tomorrow, you and me in the ring. 
You ready? Of course. Don't hold back, Lee. Promise? Lee. That's the thing that we've that's heard a, before. Yeah, it's a thing that uh, Axel heard before. Uh, own said it to Axel when she was telling him not to hold back when they fought each other. Welcome to Gotta Memorize coverage of Kingdom Hearts 3, where we remind you where all the script came from the first time. Uh-huh. Uh, so you, we, we kind of see what Lee sees, and he sees like a flash of Shion where Kyrie is sitting. He doesn't really see her face, just the like the haircut's a little different. The, the, the Obviously, it's black, and I think he sees the coat, but like not her face. Right. I played this game like three weeks ago. Um, and, and she yeah, he, says... He, she also like sheds a tear when it happens. Huh? Are you okay, Lee? Says, yeah, sorry. And I, I think he drops his ice cream, which is extremely depressing. You just see like a shot of ice cream in the, in the grass. No one's going to eat that now. She says. <laughs> no one should have eaten it before. You're it kind. What's wrong? Pocket. <laughs> she says, what's wrong? Uh, he says, uh, something in my eyes. Lee. It's tears. <laughs> <laughs> Sadness. Because uh, I'm very sad. <laughs> uh, he says, I'm gonna go. Sorry. Okay, but stop apologizing. He says, fine. On one condition. What? Call me Axel from now on. Got it memorized? Yeah, okay, Axel. <laughs> I like the, yeah, okay, Axel. Yeah, okay, buddy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and that is uh, the end of that scene. It ends with a shot of the ice cream sitting in the grass. <laughs> This next scene. <laughs> this next scene is so fucking good. I uh, I forgot this scene happened here. Um, I, we were we uh-huh. were talking we were talking before we got on the call for this, and I was talking about doing a goofy voice, and I was like, man, I wish Mickey Mouse was in this episode. I love doing Mickey Mouse voice, but oh, here we he, fucking are. <laughs> he's really in this one. I uh, I re- I recently took my friend out for dinner. Because he's getting top surgery this weekend, and I wanted to treat him to something nice. Congratulations and, to him. And congratulations to him. And he made the mistake of asking me a Kingdom Hearts lore question. Oh, no. Uh, he doesn't l- listen to this show. He listened to a little bit of the story so far that we did, and uh, like fell asleep. And that was already <laughs> too much. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, yeah, I think he got to like through birth by sleep and was like, ah, this terrorist guy is kind of a dumbass, but whatever. And so I was explaining something because I thought something was really absurd and funny, but like I just reflexively will switch into voices. So when I, I when when I just like mid conversation about like uh like the time axis or or something that's really funny to me, I just go and hey, whole oh, the Riku and it's uh, they were they didn't know I could do Mickey Mouse's voice and they were so taken aback and we're just like in this public place. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> it's just, I wanted everyone to know what it's like to know me. Um, the ravioli just plops <laughs> back onto the plate from the fork. But that is, that so, is, anyway. that is, that is all a preamble to the scene of, of Riku and Mickey walking, uh, in Radiant Garden. Dylan, uh, is also there, the somebody of Zolden, who is, who is back as he used to be Ansem's apprentice. We won't hear him say anything in this game. Yeah, don't, don't worry <laughs> about it too much. He says nothing. Yeah, but he is uh, there. Uh, and, and Mickey Go says... Go ahead and, and hit, hit that Mickey voice. <laughs> Mickey says, so this is the place. Riku responds, where Aqua fell into the realm of darkness after she dove in to save Terra. Hope you all like to be reminded of things. Uh- this is so funny because it is a plot recap. I just want you to start the fucking timer now, audience, because 
There's a decent <laughs> possibility this is the rest of the fucking episode. <laughs> yeah, she said he was acting strange. Strange how, exactly? She sensed darkness in him, and they ended up getting in a big fight. <laughs> That's one way to fucking say it, dude. Right, and then in when the aftermath... When did she tell him this? <laughs> and then in the <laughs> aftermath, the two of them disappeared. Around the same time, the guards found a stranger with white hair lying unconscious here in the square. A man calling himself Sayonort. Oh, the chalk outline of... <laughs> All right, let's see how long, how far I can get through this next paragraph without laughing. Paragraph is being conservative. <laughs> Let me highlight it just so I know where to stop. Handsome the Wise took the stranger in, but that was a mistake. Xehanort betrayed his master, stole his research, and, along with his uh, fellow apprentices, separated his heart from his body. <laughs> you see, it all depends on what is is. <laughs> Hypocrite that you are! <laughs> he continues. Xehanort's heart took his master's name, Ansem, and traveled to the past! <laughs> alright, alright. It doesn't, it's like... Just, it's just, this is just the scene in Primer where they're, sit, where they're sitting in the car and they see the their... The one's girlfriend's boss or whatever, like and they're like, what the fuck? Didn't I see him last? And he just and he had just shaved. Now he's got like a full beard. Is that even how this time travel shit works? I don't know. It's 3 a.m. I'm in a car. I don't fucking know. That's just what's happening right now. Oh my fucking god. It's like all of this is true and I know it, and it's so like it's like second nature to me. I've been doing this oh, show yeah. for fucking this two is... years. But him laying it out so <laughs> succinctly, like, more than we is, did. This is tattooed into my <laughs> cortex. This, but he lays it out so succinctly, and it's Mickey Mouse as, voice. As to be, uh, he lays it out so succinctly as to be utterly meaningless. <laughs> yes. Let me, let me start over from the beginning, because that was a long fucking diversion where I lost my uh, ability to speak. Ansem the Wise took the stranger in, but that was a mistake. Xehanort betrayed his master, stole his research, and along with his fellow apprentices, separated his heart from his body. Xehanort's heart took his master's name, Ansem, and traveled to the past to give his younger self instructions. He even briefly took control of you. His empty body stayed in the present, took the name Xemnas, and founded Organization 13. Their goal was to prepare 13 vessels for Xehanort's heart. And then Riku is, I don't know why they're having this conversation if they both know the things that they're saying, but... Because that's how <laughs> fiction works! Riku continues the story, I guess, and says, Until we put an end to the organization. But all the while, young Xehanort had been visiting the future to choose 13 vessels of his own. Hearts <laughs> with enough ties to him to begin a new organization. The Real Organization 13. I love that it's just called The Real Organization 13. <laughs> and now they're looking for a fight with us. This is the trailer. <laughs> Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> but what happened to Tara? I thought you said Aqua saved him. Yep, she did. The problem is we didn't notice. You remember the end of the Mark of Mastery exam? When Master Xehanort made his grand return? That's the Xehanort I remember. He was already a pretty old man then. <laughs> old as shit. Uh, I like to read that as not that he's saying he was a pr he was pretty old, but that he was a, a pretty, pretty old man. <laughs> he was a pretty old man. Uh, 
But how do you explain Ansem and Zimnus, his heartless and his nobody? Isn't it strange how young they look? Why aren't they old men? It's <laughs> <laughs> such. <laughs> if I had a nickel for time, I asked that question. It's it, it literally is just them like being like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Are they just putting this together now? <laughs> it's, it kind of seems that way. <laughs> uh. Uh. It's because Xehanort was using a different body when that split happened. That face from the portrait I mentioned? It wasn't just some stranger that Anson the Wise took under his wing. It was the young man whose body Master Xehanort possessed. <laughs> Pop so, quiz. so fuck. All right. So yeah, let's think about that scene from Kingdom Hearts Two where he says, "Hey, say, fellas, did somebody mention the door to darkness?" Like that's funny as shit, uh, right? Uh, but he yeah, looks at that. Good. He looks at that painting and says, "That's Xehanort. That's the real Xehanort. I promise." And then you go to Birth by Sleep and he fights the old dumb man and he knows the old man in Dream Drop Distance and he's like, "That's that's Xehanort for sure." And now, now he's starting to realize. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> this one's this one's hot <laughs> and and there's the scene where he sees uh Brenta's Xehanort like come in and he's like apologies like that yeah so, yeah scene. like that that's the flashback where he's um that's why he knows that's Xehanort in Kingdom Hearts 2 is Mickey is Mickey just stupid really dumb <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's a terrible king Riku says... <laughs> let's, yeah, let's continue. Riku says, no way! <laughs> no way, that was Terra? Master Xehanort was using Terra? They just piece it together now, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so Mickey answers, yep, Master Xehanort told us another one on our list belonged to him. He was talking about Terra. Turns out, Aqua saved more than just her friend that day. That's sad as shit, huh? <laughs> okay. But Master Xehanort is an old man again now. <laughs> That's such a... <laughs> Master Xehanort is an old man again now. Where did Terra's body go? Well, wait a minute. If you defeat a Heartless and a Nobody and they come back, shouldn't he then just look like... who was phone? <laughs> Fucking... Who was flickering the lights? <laughs> it, it literally is like Riku's like, but wait a minute, he should look like Zimnus, but he doesn't. Fucking... And that's kind of... I hope you don't want a, a good answer to that question. Mickey says, It's because Master Xehanort is collecting vessels. He claimed to have two of our seven lights. We got Sora back, but Terra must still be on Xehanort's side. He's with Organization 13? We should warn Sora. Yep, and Merlin too, for some fucking reason. Uh, and then that scene is over, so... <laughs> All right, pack it up. This is our this is the second minutes. episode. This is the second episode of the story so far, <laughs> where we do it all again in Mickey voice. Yep. Woo! All right, now that we've done that, let's get to the fucking world that this episode's probably titled after. Oof. Toy box, which is Toy Story. Surprise! We open with another cutscene that has nothing to do with Toy Story. It's a it's a climactic clash between. Some lightsaber-wielding people and some giant robots. And cinematic music is playing. Robots are appearing left and right. They do sort of like anime combat moves. And the universe starts warping around them. And then one of them is captured. Oh, no. But then the, the hero dude is like, I, I got this. And he points uh, his laser crossbow at the camera. And then we get the title card for Viram Rex. Video game available now. It's a commercial. Limited edition and standard edition for the Play Plus. 
Uh, and then we get a second title card for a tie-in toy. Uh, and the title says Lost Technology oh Arms. God. Gigas action figures out now. Of course it's Lost Technology. Fucking Tetsuya Nomura. Um, so, oh, is that a reference I don't get? Uh, maybe. it's uh, So everything in VRM Rex, it, this is... I'm not going to talk about it much, but Viram Rex, the, the, the character looks a lot like, well, he looks a lot like Riku. He also looks a lot like Noctis from Final Fantasy 15, but that's because this seems to be like, it kind of looks like, Hey, what if Final Fantasy versus 13 actually happened? Which was a game that Nomura was supposed to direct, and it kind of fell through. And yeah, then and, they, and they, a lot of the things were sort of translated into Final Fantasy fifteen. If do I understand that? Yeah, right? and he and he wasn't really involved in that, and he's and it's the the consensus seems to be he's a little salty about it. Uh, mm-hmm. so so putting um Viram Rex in, in in this toy box game uh in this character Yozora that we'll we'll learn the name of soon. Um, it all kind of seems like, man, you just still didn't let that go. Uh, so it being called Lost Technology Arms is really funny oh, to me. Oh, right, yeah. Um, but that's that's probably enough to talk about that for now. Let's, uh, that that cutscene ends as the, it, it, the commercial is like, uh, it ends as the TV that it's on is being turned off and we, we zoom out and we're in Andy's room and from the Toy Story film. And let me see. Can I do this voice? It's this, a very distinctive voice. I, Can I, uh, I inconceivable. Inconceivable. I okay, was watching. No, I can't do it. I was watching that, says Rex, the dinosaur. <laughs> I uh, I was actually dreading this episode because I was like, oh, no, I've all the voices that we do. We've been doing forever. Uh, and now we're, yeah, I can't now, do any of these. Now there's now there's new Disney World. It's unprecedented. Woody is there. The cowboy toy. And he says, sorry, but this is no time for television, Rex. That's kind of buzz, too. I'm just, they're the same person. Uh, we're talking Tim and Tom. You're only a letter off. Mm-hmm. Although, in this one, it, in all, it's not actually Tim Allen and Tom Hanks. It's Tom Hanks' brother, Jim Hanks, mm-hmm. who Jim, often plays Jim uh, and John and other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, all, <laughs> all of these voices are kind of, like, iconic in their own right. So I hope y'all, like, don't give a shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, Ham, the pig, says, Gotta say, that Gigas is pretty impressive. Uh, ooh. Really? I liked Yozora most, says Rex the dinosaur. If you, if you, um, if it didn't sound like it, I thought that was... If you can't tell from the yelling. <laughs> uh, then some, heart, then some heartless appear, Woody, like, tackles Rex and Ham so that they get low to the ground so the heartless don't see him. Yeah, they're on top of the bed. Uh, Buzz Lightyear... Uh, pops in and is like, hey, are they back? And then Woody's like, they're fucking right there, dude. You can see with your eyes. Aren't you a spaceman? Don't you have some fucking scanners to run? And they see that they're right there. And Woody says, all right, guys, today's the day we teach those masked intruders who's boss. Is everybody in position? I don't want to keep yelling as Rex. Rex says, wait, hold on. I don't think I'm emotionally prepared. Ham says, would you calm down? Don't worry, I got you covered. They all do like salutes, like, yep, got it. Uh, and then they're like about to pounce on the Heartless. And mm-hmm. then we get the title card for Toy Box. Uh, then we see Goof Troop arrive and Sora says, what in the world? Oh, I'm glad your notes made the same joke that we all did internally. Um, uh, somebody tell me how they got so small. Yeah, it's, it's like the Ventus. Mm-hmm. My favorite. Uh, they're walking out from under the bed and Sora says, where are we? 
And then uh, it kind of like zooms out as we see that they're like Lego toys. And he's like, oh my gosh, have we been shrunk? And look at us. Donald says, you know what the magic is for. We have to protect the world order. Sora says, border? I said order. Goofy says, gosh, who's going to protect the order from them? Uh, he's pointing to the Heartless, and Sora and Donald in unison say Heartless, summon their weapons, uh, and they're running after him. We cut to Woody at all. They're about to pounce on them, but then they see that Sora, Donald, and Goofy are already heading in, and they're like, well, let's sit this one out, see what happens. Sora, they fight the Heartless, Sora wins, mm-hmm. and uh, afterwards, the toys approach Goof Troop, and Ham says, are they new? Man, you weren't fucking kidding about all this dialogue, huh? There's, this, this world, I'm convinced, is 80% cuts. <laughs> and I didn't even take notes on some of them later because it's like, it's, we'll get there. All right, so I'm going to continue my ASMR Rex voice. Um, mm-hmm. He says, wait, ah, ah, you look familiar. I know this. You're, you're, I've seen you in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> you. I've seen you. <laughs> I don't think you know what ASMR is. I don't. I don't want to actually do ASMR is the thing. I just use it as shorthand okay. for it. I'm going to uh, get real close to my microphone. Uh, yeah, so Rex and Ham think Sora is Yazora from the video game, from the fictional video game we were just talking about that they Pure were watching Rex, an ad for. Yeah. Uh, and they both are wearing plaid. It's true. And Woody says, slow down there, Rex. We don't know them. <laughs> uh rex plays but we can trust them they're the number one selling heroes in the country uh what's funny is that i don't think kingdom hearts 3 was was kingdom hearts 3 even the number one selling game when it came out maybe for like the i don't know what else came out that weekend um uh, everybody's talking about anthem right everybody's <laughs> loving that one. Oh yeah there is no dissenting opinions on the video game anthem uh, this was, like, the weekend after Resident Evil 2, um, or, no, this came out on a fucking Tuesday, so who knows? It doesn't matter. Who knows? It's funny. You can trust capitalism, says Rex. Huh. Uh, Ham says, yeah, Andy's mom must have bought them for him. Uh, Rex says, exactly! I can't, I can't. It's impossible. I, I can't even do, like, the, the thing is, uh, what's the dude's name, uh, who plays Rex? Uh, Wallace Shawn. The dude from... Yeah, Wallace Shawn. Like, I, like I feel like everyone can just like say inconceivable and slip into a perfect Wallace Shawn, and I can't even do that. Yeah, no, I should have practiced, and I I didn't. I just said the fucking Woody line that we're probably not even gonna fucking get to because it's thirty minutes in, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> about never feeling true love, because uh, it's really funny. Uh, Rex continues and says, "Did you see how easily they took care of the intruders? I bet they're here to figure out." How all our friends are gone missing and why Buzz's laser started actually lasering uh, and all the weird stuff that's been going on. I mean, that's what heroes do, right? Buzz cuts in and says, let's not jump to conclusions. Woody says, hmm. Uh, Buzz says, gotta be smart, Woody. He says, so you're Andy's new toys? Goof Troop say, toys? You sure did a number on those intruders. Goofy says, those are the heartless. Donald says, the bad guys. That's what Donald sounds like. <laughs> I glanced hey. at the next line being Sora, and I was like, I just, I couldn't do, I couldn't think about two things at once. They talk about it. I'm just trying to skip as yeah. much as we can. I, uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, they um, they they make introductions. Um Rex keeps trying to say that uh Sora is Yozora, uh but it's it's not Yozora's Yozora's actually kind of the opposite of Sora because it means night sky. Haha, <laughs> get it. Much like Noctis did. Uh Rex makes a funny joke where he says, I've already gotten you all the way up to level 47, but that Bahamut boss is really tough. Slinky and I can't figure out how to beat him. Very funny. Oh, I wish Slinky and the others were here. They'd be so happy to meet you. Uh and then the army sergeant from the 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 arm the army men toy. Uh <laughs> call I this scene is weird. I started to write, and now that I'm reading it, I remember. I wrote this down because they make a big deal out of the army men, Sarge, saying, All troops at attention, sir! And then all that happens is the alien toys slide in on a skateboard. <laughs> yeah. It's... And it's like framed as if, like, get ready because the plot's about to go. <laughs> it's now. fucking. Just skateboard slowly goes by. With and they some... said there weren't skateboards in this game. Yeah, well, it's passe in Twilight Town, not in Toy Box. Mm. So, yeah, so much of these worlds is like set dressing and. Hey, y'all like the worlds that you like the movies that these worlds are from? Damn, me too. So we can probably, you know, skip around a bit. Um, but a lot of the a lot of the setup in this scene is is them explaining that oh some of their friends are missing like Slinky and um other people that they probably just couldn't get the voice actors for. But also Andy, Andy's mom, and whatever the sister in Toy Story is named. The uh, sister. Um. Yeah. There's. <laughs> There is there is no humans in this world. Uh, Molly. Oh, good good pull. Did you Google it or was that a pull? No, it's in my notes. Oh, okay, got it. Oh, yep, I'm looking at it right now. But yeah, so so what he explains that they're all gone. Uh, he looks at his boot and it says Andy, like the film. I don't know if you've seen it. And, it's good uh, if you haven't. What are you doing? It is pretty good. Um, Toy Story three probably made me cry. Remember in Toy Story 3 when they all got burned in an incinerator <laughs> and then the movie ended? <laughs> Fucking wild. Uh, then the universe was reset. And, 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 and Don't even start. And then now we're in uh, uh, Toy Story 4. Um, how did... I won't spoil. Uh, I won't spoil the thing that I'm about. I was about to. Um, uh, <laughs> it's not this game. It was another piece of media that I know some of our listeners are not to that point yet. Um... Anyways. Uh, yeah, so uh, they mentioned that they're kind of just waiting around hoping that Andy will come back. Sora offers that Goof Troop can help them look for Andy. And uh, Sora asks if there are any clues to go on. And they say, well, there is one thing. And Buzz explains, after everyone went MIA, the intruders didn't come alone. They arrived with a guy wearing a hood dressed in black, just like you. What? As a matter of fact... He's the only other toy we've seen outside of you three. One, the character they're talking about is not a toy. Uh, he does not look like a toy. He cares not for the world order or border. He is he is toy sized. He is he is toy sized in this world, which is also kind of weird if you think about it. Who at what point? I mean, not to not to dive back into our Kingdom Hearts one material of how the boat works, but I am wondering like, why is the toy's perspective the one that is like? That's how Sora fits in. He can't just be a fucking right. human in the world here's with humans my, in it. Here's my proposal. I know it would be boring we, and dumb, but like... In in this podcast, we're essentially making Kingdom Hearts 3 again. And 
and I propose that that when moments like this arise, we fix it. So, in, so Sora, Donald, and Goofy arrive as toys because Donald's magic lets them fit in with whatever uh, strong-hearted heroes uh-huh. they need to team up with. Mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. And, and and all right. So uh, what if so? what if they teamed up with Sid? <laughs> what if that's what happened instead? <laughs> That happens in King. <laughs> that happens in Kingdom Hearts three colon Doors to Darkness, uh, uh, and so here's my proposal. In our canon, uh, so Young Xehanort is the person they're talking about. We'll figure that out. Uh-huh, later. Uh-huh. Um, what if in our canon he isn't toy size? <laughs> in every scene that he's in, he's just really big. <laughs> just imagine it that. It will make no difference. <laughs> I mean, definitely there would be no not. functional difference to the plot of this world the, if he's fucking huge. The only difference that it would make is why doesn't he just fucking step on Sora? But uh, <laughs> I, I, I suppose the reason he wouldn't is because they're like you know st- stringing him along or whatever. I gotta find the heart. There's also weird implications that he's that he's not even there because every, we'll get there. There's a lot of implications about a lot of things not being things in this game uh-huh. in general. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hope you don't like this. Things mattering. Yeah. Um, uh, Heffalump theory. Goof Troop, Goof, Goof Troop put together that they're referring to a member of the organization, and they say, yeah, the organization are bad news. Uh, well, I don't get... And I, I, for, I forgot I was complaining about this, because we started making jokes about Big uh, big Young Xehanort. Theory. Yeah, big young, Bigger Young Xehanort theory. Uh, up there with, with uh, Taller Ansem. Um, but fucking... <laughs> Buzz Lightyear says, uh, wearing a, uh, wearing a hood dressed in black like you. They look fucking nothing uh-huh. alike. Are, but. He doesn't even have plaid. Name a single toy. Young Xehanort hates Ska. In, in the toy story that's predominantly dressed in black. Can't do it. Yozora. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. So anyway, Damn, why are Pixar movies so Buzz bright Light- and vivid? Damn, Buzz Lightyear keeps uh, being suspicious of Goof Troop. Woody keeps saying, "No, it's fine. We'll work with them. You seem great." And Buzz Lightyear is noticeably bothered by this, but he is—he always sort of goes along with it. Uh, mm-hmm. There's some hands that are shaken here between Sora and Woody. Many hands are shaken, and, uh, <laughs> and they hear from the army men, Sarge, that. Uh, young Xehanort was last seen at Galaxy Toys, so they go to Galaxy Toys. They walk down the street. There's a there's a lucky emblem on a car. It's great. Um, the license plate says A113 because of course it does. And there was dice in the mirror. <laughs> uh, they get to Galaxy Toys. They walk inside, and Sora looks at the big Gigas toy that we saw in the commercial before, uh, and it's like, hey, why doesn't that toy move? Which is a good question. Sora is questioning the physics of the world around him. Uh, and Woody says, I guess it hasn't figured it out yet. Which is an interesting concept that, I don't know, I guess it fucking hasn't evolved into having sentience yet. That's how toys work, mm-hmm. right? I guess. Why the fuck not? Uh, and then uh, young Xehanort, who's here now, Taking says, up the entire room. I, I can make it move for you. <laughs> Sora says... You're from the dream, the first of the Xehanorts. That's such a... <laughs> the first of... He's the first member of, of the, the Xehanort, Xehanort crew. 
we have to make that uh, uh, legally because we started yeah. on Patreon. Yeah, spoilers we'll for our, our, our Patreon goal that y'all hit um, that we have to do the, the DK rap but with Xehanort's. I love, like, the, the fucking back... Like, there's so much in that one line of, you're from the dream, the first of the Xehanort's. <laughs> um, Bars! <laughs> fucking... People who jumped from not even not even thinking about the Mickey Mouse scene we just fucking uh, went through. People who jumped from Kingdom Hearts 2 to Kingdom Hearts 3. What are y'all doing right now? You're from the dream. The first of the Xehanorts, says Sora to a character you've never seen if you didn't play Dream Drop Distance. Young Xehanort continues. I'm so honored you remember me. He snaps his fingers and a bunch of heartless pop up. Some of them pop in the pilot seat of the Gigases. And they all do the big fighty. Uh, young Xehanort says, uh, as the Gigases are doing their thing, young Xehanort says, One heart's shadows fill the emptiness of another. See how they bring him to life. Can't wake up. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Bring me to life. I can't wake up. <laughs> I can't wake up. <laughs> Save like heartless- me. <laughs> That's that's a real thing I'm referencing. So go go find it. That vine it. is really good. Uh, <laughs> I think that was pro ZD. Like heartless and nobodies, they fit together. Enough! Why are you doing this? Says Sora. There's there's a darkness we are missing and must reclaim. The way hearts connect in this world can provide us with a clue. So we made a copy of the world and then pulled those hearts apart. Sure. I wonder if you can handle the strain. <laughs> Sora um, says, wait, what does that mean? (laughs) I, too, want to know. Um, (laughs) It wasn't, it wasn't enough. This is, okay. This is not required, what is happening in the plot right now. This is not necessary at all for this complicating factor of world splitting, unless it, like, has some connection with, like, the future of, like, Unchained and the future of the series. And if so, that's fucking wild that they put this shit in the Toy Story world. Mm -hmm. But as, like, for the rest of this game, they could he could have just said, like, oh, yeah, I held your friends hostage so you'd be sad about it. But no... He split worlds into two to put strain on mm-hmm. hearts. Yeah, totally. I guess he can do that. <sighs> of course he, he continues, can. He continues, don't let me down. Uh, and then he leaves in a darkness portal. They fight the Gigases and they're very fucking hard for some reason. Um, I want to talk more about world splitting. You do? 42 minutes into this podcast episode? No. <laughs> <laughs> But like, why? <laughs> like, all right, it's it's it, it 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 didn't make sense in Dream Drop Distance, but they at least pretended it did make sense in Dream Drop there's Distance. There's a there's a running theme, not to spoil the rest of this game, but there is a running theme that every organization member that talks to Sora is fucking making up whatever they're saying to him. I don't know if this is part of that, but like, based on some of the stuff we were getting into with Unchained. With uh, world lines and um, you know data and uh, dreaming dreams dreams and sleeping and maybe worlds. like and maybe entire pe- like people living their entire lives within a dream or a data world and not knowing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, yeah, let's just bring uh, Woody and Buzz into that. 
He leaves out the darkness portal and uh, Buzz Lightyear looks at one of the Giguses and says, he was being controlled. He wasn't just switched into battle mode by accident. Sora says, concerned. Buzz? It's nothing. Woody says, I'm confused. That guy in the Same. black... <laughs> that guy... I love all of Woody's dialogue in this fucking game. Uh, I'm confused. That guy in the black coat. Did he say he made a copy of the real world? What's that mean? <laughs> Sora says... <laughs> It probably means they split this world in two. Uh Your friends are in one world and Uh us in the other. Sure. Only one of the worlds is real and the other is just really convincing. I had this happen in my dream once. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Then my friend went into it. Mm Mm-hmm. When you go back to your real world, your timer on your hand won't match the timer of your friend's hands. (sighs) Um, Buzz Lightyear says, you can't be serious. Oh, that's right. You're from a video game. Well, maybe in your game, that's how things work. But here in reality, you can't split worlds. This is ridiculous. What do you let's Buzz- go? I'm a toy. I'm a speaking Light- toy. I love that Buzz Lightyear is just fucking Ben Shapiro. <laughs> <in> this- <laughs> Sounds fake. I don't like it. Um, Woody says, I admit it does sound just a little far <laughs> But say we have been taken to some kind of alternate world, that would explain why your laser's real. And is it really that crazy? Worse than evil emperors and protecting the galaxy? Ring a bell? Well, we fucking decided all that was fake, so this is also fake. Uh, (laughs) Buzz Lightyear says, "Mm -hmm. point taken. But that just means these strangers are part of the delusion. And I say it's time to part ways and head home. Goofy says... I thought we were friends, not strangers. We all shook hands. That scene went on for like 20 minutes. Sora says, look, I get that it seems weird, but we know something's wrong with this place. We should stick together. Woody says, Sora's right. They help with the intruders, so they might be able to help us find our friends. They've been there for us so far. You can't deny that. Come on, every toy deserves a fair shake, am I right? We shook their hands many times, Woody. (laughs) He says, tell that toy over there. Gesturing to the Gigas. Uh, they're not able to finish that conversation as Sarge interrupts the awkward moment and says, Sheriff, sir, Rex has been dino-napped. My men saw him get hauled up to the second floor. Sir, and sir. Ham and the aliens are MIA. <laughs> uh, Woody says, come on, we've got to find them. And then Sora says, please let us help. Woody says, well, Buzz, do you really think we can save our friends on our own? We didn't get very far before. We gotta take all the help we can get. I love this scene. Gora, uh, Gora, Gora, <laughs> Gora. They do the fu- they do the fusion dance. They grab the Pataru earrings. <laughs> they do the fucking fusion dance. And Gora apparently is what I said. No, Goofy says, "Don't worry, Sora can be reckless." And Donald grumbles a lot. Sora says it's true, but you can trust him. Uh, Donald, and then and then Donald says, "Hey, he suspects you too." And Sora says, it's true. Huh? He does? <laughs> Woody says, see, they don't seem that bad. Am I right, Buzz? Buzz says, okay, fine. We do need the extra help. But just to remain clear, I remain skeptical about this. I'll work with you till we find our friends. Sora says, okay. Woody says, thanks for your help, Sora, Donald, Goofy. <laughs> your abbreviation SDG make, like, just makes me think it should be BDG. And I'm like, Sry and David Gilbert. Wait, no. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, Sarge says, My troops will return to the field. Field. Field, sir. 
He, he fucks up like that in the line. They kept it in. It's wild. <laughs> it's really weird they didn't cut it out. It's yeah. like that one Oblivion NPC. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that shit? It's been a long time, though. It's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They use a weird gumball thing to go to a different floor of the toy, uh-huh. Store, uh-huh. toy store. Now, this is a question I have for you. Can we end it? <laughs> the episode, I mean. Please put an end to me. Said the uh-huh. episode to us. <laughs> Yep, I think that's a good place to call it. If we go much farther, there won't be a lot of toy box left because a lot of it is is walking around and fighting things that we we just we just don't have a lot to say about. So uh, next time we'll wrap up toy box, and I'm sure there's some long explanation cutscene after it. That's typically how this game Probably goes. Probably bust out a Yenzo voice. <laughs> I don't know if that's yeah. true or not, but I want Yenzo, I want Yuri Yenzo voice to have long lore conversations with my Mickey Mouse voice. <laughs> God. I don't think I don't know if they ever fucking talk once in this goddamn game. Um, I don't think they do. Where can people find you on the internet wheels? Twitter.com slash the Travis W and a podcast called Very Random Encounters, where some friends and I play tabletop role-playing games and randomly determine as much as is possible. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash ghost of Joe, ghost of J-O. And uh, this week we'll talk about a podcast called Sugar. We're going down podcasting. It's exactly what it sounds like. I talk about Fall Out Boy, uh, one random song each week with my friend Caitlin. Talk about lyrics, talk about music, talk about gay feelings we have, and music videos when they're there. You can support this show on Patreon at patreon.com slash memorizedcast. Uh, you can follow it on Twitter, twitter.com slash memorizedcast. You can email us at memorizedcast at gmail.com. You can join our Discord server and the link in our pinned tweet. It's also in the show notes to this. Our theme music is a remix of Dearly Beloved by Leg Day, courtesy of Game Chops. We are on the Orange Ghost Podcast Network. You can re- learn more about the network, check out other programs, and support it at theorangegroves.com. Is that all of them? Did I get them all? Yeah, probably. Yeah. We hit our we hit our Patreon goal for having to do the DK rap for all the Xehanorts. Um, I've been dreading this day. We'll probably do it after Interstitial Season 2 is done, I would imagine. Yep. But also, I don't know if I should say, hey, give us another suggestion for a Patreon goal, because, like, we're in Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. uh, we, I mean, we're pretty sure we know what we're doing next, though, right? Without saying yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. I think we both agree. Okay, cool. Um, so don't worry, don't worry about running out of good content of us saying dumb shit. Uh, about video games. Of, of us reading the script of video <laughs> games that I, for some reason, type out myself. Well, you know, for this game, I don't know if you... You probably could find it, now that I'm thinking about it. A lot of revelations coming in the back third. At this point, it's like I don't retain any information unless I'm the one who types it, you know? Sure. I just do my best every week. I think that's it. You did the intro... So, it's my turn to do the outro. So that was a shit ton of cutscenes and the first part of Toy Box. Got Got it. it. Memorized?
Welcome to Very Random Encounters, where we play tabletop RPGs and randomly determine as much as possible. Remember playing with Legos and swapping the people's heads and limbs to create horrid abominations that God forgot? Our show is what it would be like if those rejected attempts at the human form had to go out and save the day. We turn the nonsense into a story with a nice message, like how friendship is stronger than a mind-controlled goblin jazz band. Hey, that's a thing that really happened. Find Very Random Encounters wherever you randomly determine to listen to podcasts.